If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 39. I am your host, Stephen Hopper, the head of IGN's Xbox channel. Joining me today are locksmiths Peter Eichmann. What's up? And the return of the Beard-in-Chief, Casey Lynch. What's up? Hey, man. You were gone for like two weeks. How you been? I've been good. I've been busy. A lot going on. Great. Good to hear. It's uh, starting to wind down, though. I mean, we are nearly upon our big holiday break. And by big, I mean what we get like a week or something. It's a week off. Yeah. That's right. But it's, it's all bad. it's all smoke and mirrors because <laughs> yeah, exactly. To the outside <laughs> world, it will be like we're still here. That's exactly right. Yeah, there's definitely a lot going on in the back end from our home computers, from our portable mobile devices. Yeah, no kidding. There's a lot, lot of lot. random publishing along those lines. There's a lot going on in your back end. Is what you're saying? <laughs> That's weird. There's a hear. lot going on in the back end. It's a lot. You so, don't see it, but. It's- <laughs> So much activity. You're gonna there. have to take my word for it. Kind it's a of lot a of activity. Confession. Right, so what, what what are we talking about here today, Stephen? Uh, let's talk about um, holiday gaming, guys. I mean, we're gonna have a week off. How are we gonna spend Man. it? What are we gonna play? I am slowly cutting down my to do list play pile. Excellent. Um, I think I'm moving on to next. I don't even know. Uh, non Xboxly, I've been catching up on Uncharted, so I should oh, cool. probably finish that but we don't need to talk about that. Uh, I want to finally beat Assassin's Creed, because I'm like three quarters of the way through and just kind of walked away. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I don't know. Man. It's just how this daunting stack of games looking at me. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I mean, my, my pile hasn't gotten any smaller. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, this uh, break, I'm probably going to spend doing a lot of Skyrim, a yeah. lot of uh, Saints Row. Still love that game. Absolutely. Um, and also a little bit on the non-Xbox side, I'm going to try to finally finish Uncharted. I've been about halfway through that for like three weeks now. Yeah. And haven't touched it since. Um, and uh, Skyward Sword, I'm really enjoying. Yeah. So I might uh, I might spend some time with that one. I need I'm to a big too. Zelda guy. So I had uh, played it for about 
just the, through the main opening bit where the clouds finally open up and you're off to your first world. Right. That's right. how far I made it. Awesome. But it's finally starting to pick up, so I'm looking forward to getting into more. Yeah, I, I dig it. I dig it a lot so far. Mr. Lynch, how about you? Uh, definitely Skyward Sword. Um, I'm kind of in the tutorial still, which is admittedly sort of yeah. slow and drags. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting out of that, but it just takes the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've also been playing The Old Republic, and Ooh. that's one of those games that sort of... And I'm I'm pretty early in. I'm only about five levels in. Um, but it's that's just a game that you could play forever. So no, I think I'm pretending that doesn't exist, so I don't start. <laughs> so jealous. And I want to play that game so bad. I, I played the beta and I loved good. it. Yeah, had a great time in the beta. But now it's now it's go time. I got to get that game. I know I'm not I'm not a big MMO guy, but from every everything everyone's playing or talking about it, it seems like you can do yeah. it like by yourself when you need to play with a group if you want to. And just really story heavy. Yeah, Sounds I'm nice. I, I'm not a big MMO guy either. I did I did uh, World of Warcraft. You know, back when everyone was doing World of Warcraft. But I am a huge Bioware and a huge Star Wars guy. So it's like somebody made this game for me, <laughs> and that somebody was Bioware, and I still don't have it. Sorry, guys. Oh, my Aww. bad. But I'm I'm letting Bioware down by not playing that game. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a it's a winning combination. Obviously, Bioware has a strong Star Wars pedigree with Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, Mass Effect, for all intents and purposes, for anybody that played KOTOR, is sort of an improved version of Knights of the Republic. No, sure. Um, you know, just set in a different universe. So uh, I'm having a really good time with it. The other one um, I still need to finish is Batman. I haven't beaten that yet. That's oh, what yeah. I got to go to. Batman. Too. Um, so, and then I, I, I'm probably, I, I have this group of games that I'm probably about two or three hours into, like Rage. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if I'm ever going to get back to Dead Island. I just couldn't get into rummaging through the luggage. It just <laughs> so much luggage <laughs> on such, that island. It was such a buzzkill. And <laughs> that's true. Like these European vacationers, they just bring the darndest stuff with them. They just let me just say, they were not <laughs> prepared for a zombie apocalypse. All right, <laughs> the stuff that's in these suitcases. Um, but you know, and then there's smaller games too, like um, like the new, the new Driver game. I want to play that. Yeah, yeah that's one that um, yeah. the same thing that went into the black hole around my wedding. Like stuff that came out right around then, I just lost track of and never right. got into. Dead Island is the same. Deus yeah. Ex is a big one for you too. Exactly. Oh, yeah. that's the one I'm like I'm like two hours into. Oh gosh, yeah. I finally put it in and started. That's the thing. Like now that we're talking about it, it starts coming <laughs> up. Like oh wait, what about what about what about? No, you oh, sh- you absolutely need to play Deus Ex. Deus right. Ex is <clears throat> that's on my short list for game yeah. of the year it's it's such a good game i had such a great time with it it's funny when um uh arthur was still here arthur geese uh he did the review and uh-huh. um i had just started and so we were both playing it in tandem and he was playing as a pacifist character uh, mm-hmm. and he was trying to get through the entire game without killing anyone to get the achievement and also just to do it little did he know that if you kill the person in the tutorial it disqualifies you from getting the achievement spoiler oh, but uh, then I played as the complete opposite, and I think we talked about this before, yeah, but like, yeah. as, like the Honey Badger character. But um, <laughs> like at, my Adam Jensen just didn't give a shit. But didn't give a shit. He just but take man, 21. I had such a good time with Deus Ex. From just, the get go, like it's so polished. So like the tone is so spot on. Everything it, about it feels yeah. very well put together. The way that it's lit. Mm-hmm. And the music reminds me of the first time I played Mass Effect. Oh yes, so Absolutely. that's right there is a is a winner for yeah. me because I I need to yeah I got to get back into Deus Ex. It's been a long time. I I never finished it. Um, I got a decent amount of the way through the campaign. Um, kind of avoided the side quests, but I really need to pick that um that one up too. Yeah, 
Yeah, the side quests are a little bit of a bummer because the way that the game's set up, it, it sort of plays itself off a little bit like an open world game. But uh, if you don't finish particular side quests in order or rather um, in time before you move on to new uh-huh. sections, you lose access to them. So that's kind, yeah. of, well, damn. kind of lame. But uh, it's still a fantastic game. It's funny yeah. to think about... Um, all these great games that came out at other times during the year. Like, like, did you guys uh, finish Dead Space 2 and Portal mm-hmm. 2? And- Portal 2 is on my short list, yeah. game of the year. Like, looking Good. back, like, even eclipsing everything that came out this fall and overwhelmed us all, like, Portal 2, I look back and yeah. had such a great time with that. The, the, that's probably one of my all-time favorite endings. I, a couple weeks ago, somebody somebody asked a, a question about our careful. favorite endings. I'm not going to say anything. Okay, go ahead. I'm not going to say that's anything about what it was. Yeah. But Portal 2's ending was Great. brilliant. Yeah, brilliant sure. ending. Um, did you guys uh, play and finish Dead Space 2? Yeah. That was, I loved it while I was doing it, but as soon as I finished it, it became forgettable to me. I don't know why. Hmm. Maybe I need to play it again. Like, I really had a great time. I loved the game. It was very well done. But for some reason, like, weeks passed, and I was like, oh, yeah, Dead Space 2. Even in, like, February, you know? Right. Yeah, I'm I'm almost done with Dead Space 2. Like, I'm I'm kind of closing in on the home stretch but that was one that i played on pc so yeah. it it was just kind of always there i you know i'm i'm the kind of guy nothing against pc gaming i love playing games on the pc i have a blast doing it but when it's something that i get on the pc to play i it doesn't really hold my attention the way that a console game does there's yeah. something about just being able to sit down on your couch and you know just and zone out with the game on the console you have like a case staring at you reminding yeah. you to play it a computer like that shortcut to play the game is just buried on your desktop somewhere right plus yeah and there's so much other crap to do on a on a pc yeah. as well like oh you can go dick around on <laughs> on twitter facebook or you know read this magazine or <laughs> i really check hated out the news the final without saying what anything about it i hated the final boss in dead space 2 thought the, it went against the final boss or the, the final boss okay no I thought it was guys. cheap and frustrating and unlike the rest of the game. You're not talking about Nemesis, though. <laughs> wait, no. what? Never mind. <laughs> no. Uh, you wait, After that what? bit. What? RE3? I don't huh? even know. What you know a game I love that's not going to win necessarily any awards, but had a lot of fun with? <laughs> Bulletstorm. Bulletstorm was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, and I mean, you know, that was one of those, like, real kind of bro-bra, and they, they went a little overboard with the oh, dialogue. Totally. It's so over the top. <laughs> That's part, part of what made it fun, I thought. But the game itself was a blast. Like, mm-hmm. I had a, had a really good time with it. I like I the like mechanics the of, like, chaining together high scores in an otherwise straight yeah. shooter. Yeah, and it, it, it was challenging. Like, it added mm-hmm. a real challenge element to, like... I, I can't think of another game where I actively tried to shoot somebody in the ass <laughs> and like get pissed off when I couldn't. Yeah, like be, it's well, the kind of why thing. The hell, why didn't you? Why, why didn't that bullet register? Why didn't I get credit for shooting this guy square in the ass? Wasn't close enough to the center of the ass. I guess not. It was the kind of thing too, though, where like you could be like, "Oh man," but all the kills just end up being the same. But it's kind of your own fault because you're not being creative with it anymore. Yeah, like you had to pick up really interesting ways to kill everybody. Um, I like that. I don't know. I'd like to see a sequel, but I know it didn't do that well. Did well, well enough. We'll see. Yeah. I, I don't think we've heard the last of Bulletstorm. No. There, there could be... I'm not really sure what necessarily would be in the works for it. Yeah. But, um, you know, that, that, that team-up of Epic and People Can Fly. I mean, they're two awesome studios. Yeah. So I think that's a collaboration that we're going to see again. I agree. Because, you know, they both pretty much kick ass. Yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of such things and games of the year and whatnot, um, our game of the year results are out. Yeah, and platforms. Uh, yep, platforms. Uh, not not the overall that comes in uh, January, 
17th? January 17th? Tuesday, January 17th, correct. Yeah. Yep. All will be revealed. The overalls. Dun, dun, dun. So it's going to be this guy in overalls, basically, <laughs> with, like, trophies or something. Amazing. Yeah. I, I like that. I like the sound of that, and I can't wait. Um, but, yeah, the uh, our game of the year for uh, the Xbox 360 channel was Skyrim. Skyrim. And, you know, there was some debate about it. You know, there, I mean, obviously, there were a ton of great games. Uh, there was, you know, Portal 2 and Batman, obviously, were hugely in contest, you know, being contested yep. to be uh, game of the year. Uh, in the end, though, it was Skyrim. And, Casey, you, uh, you, you uh, disagree that Skyrim should be game of the year. You disagree overall. We, I mean, we've, well, been, overall, we've been talking about um, the selection process and mm-hmm. criteria to be considered for the overall game of the year. And I'm not talking about platforms. Right. Um, but, it, you know, and this is an ongoing conversation and one that takes an incredible amount of time and is done in meetings and emails and phone calls and smoke signals and whatnot. Um, but sort of the ongoing dialogue around Skyrim is we just have a hard time with it because in its current state, it's semi-unplayable for people who are playing the game on PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically, what's happened mm-hmm. is a, a, an unspecified number of PS3 owners have reported incredible amounts of slowdown, dropped frame rate, and essentially um, – the game not being able to be played, not only in its sort of um, native, normal state, but it just, for some people, they can't even play it at all. Now, on the flip side, there's plenty of people who we've talked to and we've heard reports from mm-hmm. um, via polls and Twitter and whatnot that have had great experiences on PS3. Yeah. The problem is, is when you're looking at a game overall um, and it's shipped cross-platform, and if for one section of that audience it doesn't work... It just it's really troubling to to say, yeah, we're going to say that this was the game of the year, but a third of the audience may not be able to play it. Yeah, and I mean that that is extremely rough. And I you know, personally I was uh one of the people who championed Skyrim for being the uh three sixty game of the year just because just based solely on the experience that I've had with the mm-hmm. game on the three sixty, like it I have never had any instances of, you know, problematic bugs i mean sure i've ran into like you know the the odd thing here and there but you know that's to be expected with a lot of open world games it certainly was the case for gta 4 and it was the case with oblivion Mm -hmm. um in terms of stability though i'd have to say that i found skyrim on the 360 to be you know hands down a lot more stable than oblivion a lot more stable than you know fallout certainly more stable than new vegas i mean that that game on the on the 360 had a lot of issues but you know that that was a uh, uh, Obsidian game, not a uh, Bethesda game. Yeah. But I mean, I think there is definitely an evolution in place when it comes to Bethesda's games, and uh, I really feel that that Skyrim is definitely a step in that direction. I mean, it's it's it to me, it at least felt more stable. Pete, you've yeah. I mean, I put thir- over thirty hours into it, mm-hmm. and. The only I think I mentioned it on a podcast before, the only thing odd that's happened to me was I got that giant thing where the, you blast way up into the sky after getting clubbed. Yeah. That's the only problem I've had with the whole thing the whole time. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely been stable, and I definitely agree that, you know, well worth the award on Xbox, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, that being said, I, I totally understand the, uh, the the PS3 problems, and I think that's, you know, that's rough. And yeah. and it, it just sounds, I don't know where the ball was dropped, Um on Bethesda or, or Sony's end, um, it, it looks like they weren't able to. It looks like they didn't really 
th- there were certain bottlenecks in place at on the on the PS3's architecture that that weren't really considered. I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's nothing against the way that the the PS3 streams games or yeah. or runs games at all. Just you know, it, it's different, and it wasn't quite what Bethesda was expecting when they were coding Skyrim, and uh, it turned out to be a huge problem. Like a really big problem, and hopefully something that they address soon. Because you know, like you said, this is a third of the audience who can't play this game for whatever reason, and it's it sucks. Yeah, and yeah. they they shouldn't have to. You know, everyone drops their sixty bucks across the board and want to, pl- and they want to play this game. And it, if they're not getting the full experience that they, you know, are entitled to for their sixty bucks, then there's there's some serious shit going on. Yeah, and and to be clear again, you know, we're not saying that every single person that buys a copy on PS3 is is experiencing these problems. And that's part of the issue here that makes it difficult is because it's not across the board um and it's been you know, we can't even say it's 50-50 because we've we ran a poll for instance mm-hmm. um after the first issues had been reported and we started seeing actual real big activity happening on the forums both uh, on IGN and then also on the Bethesda Skyrim forums. Um, and we had over 22,000 people in our polls report that they had experienced uh, these types of issues. Now, it's completely unscientific and anybody could you know, check anything that they want. So we can't necessarily go by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all things considered, 22,000 people uh, compared to however mil- many millions of copies they say that they've sold – um, maybe you know a drop in the bucket per se, but that's mm-hmm. still a, a pretty big population. We specifically weren't reporting on it because we hadn't encountered it here in the office. Uh, now, granted, we only had one person that had been playing on the PS3, and they had played up to about 25 hours, and they experienced a little bit of the symptoms, but nothing that was really game-affecting. Until now, we talked with one of our database girls who happened to be playing it on PS3. So if two people in the office who were playing it on PS3, mm-hmm. one experienced light symptoms. Uh, this other um, uh, gal, Megan Sullivan, who actually used to be on Girl Fight, uh, many of you may know who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she, was, she is about, I think, 70 or 80 hours into it. And her game save, in, in many respects, is borked. And so we oh, actually yeah. took video from hers. And um, and we actually put that into uh, – well, we ran it as an article with an update to say, hey, we've been able to reproduce these issues. And we also uh, updated the PlayStation 3 review to make note of it. Um, and we're looking at doing a couple other things uh, with that stuff. But so all of that said, I mean the goal here is for us to be fair. Like what we don't want to do is, you know, in light of something that is potentially widespread and sweeping, we don't want to just say, oh, yeah – Developer A, whoever it is, like take Bethesda out of the picture. Mm-hmm. You know, it's totally cool that you release this awesome game and it runs great on this platform, but you also released the same day on another platform and it's totally screwed. Yeah. So t- you get a pass. It's totally cool. Um, no problem. So, I mean, that's that's kind of the position that we're in and, and what we're trying to weigh. So it's tough. So listeners, deciding game of the year is a tough proposition. <laughs> it really is. All right? So. It's also just been an awesome year. Yeah. Well, that too. I mean, there's tons tons of great games to choose from. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Good year. 2011 was a pretty kick-ass year. But uh, let's look ahead. Um, Oh, man. Let's look at 2012. What are you guys looking forward to in the new year? Mass Effect. Mass Effect. Yeah. Good call. Definitely. Casey? Uh, Yeah, Mass Effect. Uh, Bioshock. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I would say my heart belongs to Halo. 
Yeah, oh. yeah. I'm, I'm, I've always been a Halo guy, and I'm really excited for Halo Four. Yeah. I don't know what direction the uh, the single player story will go, so that'll be interested to mm-hmm. interesting to see unfold. But I really am looking forward to a new take on the the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping that it's going to sort of branch out from what has already sort of been pre-established with Reach, and um, I would love to see a return to the um, sort of the aesthetics and the gameplay from Halo 2 and Halo 3. Oh, That's yeah. just me, but um, I'm uh, I love 343 and so I'm very excited to see what they have up their sleeves. So with. you're saying Halo 2 anniversary collection. <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah, don't get me started on that. I know, I know. Yeah, this this Halo, it's going to be a new beast. I mean, this is the start of a brand new arc for them. Yeah. Yep, like, they've, they've already gone on record to say it's a brand new trilogy. Yeah. The Reclaimer trilogy. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and it's in new hands. So, I mean, mm-hmm. the Halo anniversary, I know that 343, you know, they uh, developed that in, uh, in conjunction with um, Certain Affinity and uh, with Saber. Yeah. Uh, but Saber did the uh, the engine. Yeah. But, I mean, still, it's, it's essentially a remake of Halo. So yeah. this is when we're really going to see kind of, you know, it's their chance to show us what they got. Yeah, and what they're going to do with it. And I, I have all the faith in the world in them, so I'm, I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I think it's going to be real awesome. Yeah. I don't know. It should be a good year, but some stuff keeps, like, sneaking off the radar. Like, uh, well, not really off the radar, but, like, Max Payne 2 looks pretty great. I'm three? curious to see where it goes. Max Payne 3? I Max meant Payne also. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Max also. Payne also. <laughs> yeah, Max Payne 2. You know, Max Payne also, 3. Max Payne um, 2 Anniversary Edition. Yeah. And that, that one's not off the <laughs> radar. That, yeah, one's, right. that one's coming out um, real soon here. Yeah. That's there's true. A, there's a bunch of games that are coming out between January and April. I mean, oh, goodness. Man. Diablo 3. What? No. <laughs> Did you hear something today I didn't hear? No. <laughs> um, but I mean... We can hope. Uh, Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden. Um, Soul Calibur 5 is uh, January 29th, I think. Yep. Uh, Final Fantasy 13. 2. Yeah. See, um, I'm actually not that I really care about that I've one. I missed but a lot yeah, of people do several of those. I, I liked Final Fantasy. I'm curious. Too, so. This one I've read some of the previews. <laughs> um, heard too, you know the trailers of thirteen two. I'm many actually bridges. Might, might go back. <laughs> I might go back. Um, but and then there's a bunch of sort of uh, mid level games um, which we didn't see quite as many of in 2011. But I mean, there's. I mean, binary domain inversion. Uh, are, are, can you honestly say you're excited for that one? I'm not. I'm just saying that they're coming. So <laughs> they exist. My point, though, is binary domain. I mean, is we're yeah. we're looking at um, for us here at IGM, we're looking at our review schedule for next year, and we're already seeing just a huge uh, pack of games that are coming out in that um, first quarter, which we normally don't see. So yeah, I mean, they're they're spreading it out. It used to just be fall was the the crazy season, but now it seems like yeah, there's we're a lot getting Q one. Yeah, we're getting a lot of Q one pockets here and there, and uh, summer now. I mean, there's a lot of big games that come out every summer. Yep. Nowadays, like Deus Ex was a huge summer game. Yep. It's crazy, but I am uh, looking forward to Ninja Gaiden three. Um, Are you? Well, yeah. I mean, you you actually played <laughs> yeah. it. And you didn't have the greatest things to say about it in the preview. I I haven't played it, so I don't okay. know. Uh, I really enjoyed. Uh, one obviously but two i just found really fun even though people just like dogged on that to know and i know it was goofy and stupid but i just had a, a ton of fun with it so but, yeah, that's my problem though i mean if those are the elements that you love in ninja gaiden mm-hmm. you might be disappointed with three well, because that, yeah. they're completely changing i mean reading your preview it sounded very canned it sounded very grounded mm-hmm. in sort of the real <laughs> world there weren't giant wolves to slay with scythes <laughs> and you know, and the the cursed spider clan, and just all sorts of craziness. And I loved yeah. that about 
um, especially the second one. The second one was so bonkers. And yeah, like crazy shit, right? Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely. awesome. The UN doesn't often deal with crazy, <laughs> demonic, possessed animals, so well, they're like to be tamed. Dragons, skeletons. There's some real problems here. Because yeah. that makes for a much funner game. So, much more fun. <laughs> Um, but then you also have all of these other games, too. Like, there's uh, Ghost Recon we haven't heard much about. I mean, yeah. it's been such a long time since Gra 2, which a lot of people, including myself, were underwhelmed by. Yeah. Um, but there's a new Rainbow Six coming out. I don't think that'll probably be 2012. I bet that'll be 2013. You think so? It'd be super late if it's going to be next year. Man, hmm. I, I don't know. We'll see. But then there's also Spec, uh, Ops. Spec Ops The Line, which is, you know, that the sounds line. super generic. Let's not do that again. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Super generic, but, I mean, it is 2K. So and the, I mean I, I liked it when I played it. I'm very curious to see more. Yeah. So I mean it, it sounded cool from your uh, your previous. Yeah, it's actually doing something kind of compelling with the story. So yeah. we'll see. Now last night, and this is a total segue. It's not on our agenda at all. Sorry, but remember <laughs> we were watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and we were talking about how innovative games were in 2011, and the list of games that we felt like uh, were really heavy achievers mm-hmm. were so derivative though i mean yeah. the games that we enjoyed were also and mostly all games that were based on uh other games whether they be sequels or um tie-ins i mean everything had right. either a three at the end of it or yeah. you know it was dark souls to demon souls or it was uncharted three to so on and so forth batman yeah. arkham city to arkham asylum i think that one of the only games that we came up with that we felt like was totally new and original was Catherine. yep so what what are are there any games in 2012 that stand out right now to any of you guys that are that next Catherine, uh, and not you know a game about a dude holding a pillow and having goat, you know uh, <laughs> horns and trying to decide between a hot blonde and a hot. It wasn't brunette. goat. It was a uh, ram horns. It was ram horns. Oh, sorry, yes. my bad. That changes the, the whole sheep motif. But what are, what 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 games are coming down the pike that look like they're going to really change the way that we look at the medium and and challenge us? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, uh, as far as something that really like. Did so made some huge steps like L.A. Noir. Te- technically, was amazing what they did there. Um, so I don't know if we're going to see anything like that happen again. If even if GTA Five ends up coming out next year, doubtful. Doubtful. Um, but that's just again going to be another one based on past things that we've all seen before. Right. So I don't know. And Catherine kind of snuck up on everyone too a little bit. I don't think mm-hmm. you know a few weeks, even a few months before it came <clears> out, um, anybody was expecting it to do anything like that. So I don't know, but there's definitely going to be less sequels. I, you know, very few fours outside of Halo if that does come out next year. Yeah. Um, so I don't know technically what what it's going to be. What's going to surprise us? I think that there are there is still you know blood to be squeezed from the stone. I guess if that's the right analogy to use um, <laughs> from a lot of these existing franchises. You look at a game like Bioshock Infinite mm-hmm. and just what they're doing with that overall gameplay. I mean, okay, it says Bioshock in the title. But it's different. You're not going to be in Rapture anymore. And the idea that of you know using the sky and you know mixing that in with first person shooter gameplay, uh, the relationship that you have with the the, the female character, mm-hmm. I can't remember her name, um, but you know just it, it the it it seems to be another leaps and bounds experience. Kind of the same way that um, Bioshock was over you know the the System Shock games. I mean, it, it seems to be that kind of transition. Like, it doesn't feel to me like it's going to be Bioshock, necessarily. Yeah, yeah it's I definitely mean, doing a good job to shake up the name and the standards we've come to expect from 1 and 2. Yeah, so. for sure. I mean, I, I don't know, Casey. Is there anything in 2012? I mean, Xbox 360 notwithstanding, like, on any platform. Yeah. 
Like, is there is there anything that that sticks out to you like that? I mean, not necessarily like that. So, um, I mean, there's games that stick out that have uniqueness about them, like Nino Cooney or even uh, Black Knight Sword. Yeah, I, I can't think of a game that has the same sort of presentation style as Black Knight Sword. Right. But you know, I mean, it's it's still sort of going from left to right and hacking and <laughs> platforming and whatnot. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. It was just an idea. No, it's Listen, an interesting thought. Tell us what you think in the comments. Uh, what What are some games that are coming out in 2012 that, that's going to like blow all of our minds? So yeah, let us know. And th- there's certainly room for that. I mean, you know, as we're 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 it seems that we're winding down on this console generation. So it's yeah. safe to assume that a lot of these developers and you know publishers really know what they're doing with the hardware. I mean, not what we were just talking about with Bethesda and the PS3. <laughs> Outside of that. Yeah, uh, other than that, <laughs> it seems that, you know, they really know what they're doing with, with modern hardware, and I think we're going to see some... <coughs> excuse me. I think we're going to see some great stuff coming out of coming out of uh, the PS3 and the 360 this year. I agree. And uh, time will tell which ones are truly, you know, ahead of the pack. That's uh, Game of the Year 2012. 2012, jeez. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but one game next year that is on my radar that I uh, have, that I saw recently that I'm going to be a huge fan of, and I think it, it looks pretty awesome, is uh, the new Alan Wake. Alan Wake's American Nightmare. Absolutely. Super impressive that yeah. they've distilled an entire retail game down into a downloadable experience. It doesn't look like it even loses anything. I think we've talked about it in the past a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. Alan Wake's not that long of a game. Um, so it's not crazy to think that something of that size and scope could be put onto the, the downloadable marketplace. But yeah. the tech behind it does make it impressive. And uh, even even a little more than that. Yeah. I mean, the original Alan Wake was an awesome game. Super cinematic. Um, terrifying. Like It was a really scary game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that. And uh, I, I really got into the story. I got into the environments. I got into the, the gameplay mechanics. Um, I I just really liked it a lot. And this one seems to be doing something different. Um, They're going to a new setting. It's a lot brighter. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot, you know, the the colors aren't quite so, you know, gray and blue and black, which was, you know, the prime motif that they had in in the original Alan Wake game. Um, It's a lot more colorful. And it's kind of tongue-in-cheek. It's done done in, you know, the the vein of the the Night Springs TV show. Yeah. That you know, kind of, kind of was like a, a a meta story within within the original Alan Wake game. Yeah, you'd find all the TVs playing different bits of the show. Yeah, that's so, cool. Yeah, and and even outside of that, there's a completely separate mode. There's an arcade mode to go along with the uh, the the single player story, or the the I guess the the, the story campaign mode. Yeah, I mean, I I think the whole experience is going to be single player. I think. Um, I yeah, the, so, yeah, 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 yeah. The the fight till dawn mode. It's basically like a a, a a horde mode almost, where it's you versus you know legions of taken, trying to get you know as high a score you can in a in a set amount of time. I think it's about ten minutes, and uh, yeah, you just have to use whatever weapons you can find within the map and take them all out as they're attacking. You dodge their attacks so you don't end up getting killed, and uh, yeah, it, it it's a lot of fun. Is there a big head mode? Is there a big head mode? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't believe so. Time don't, will tell, though. I don't, it's, it's dead to me, then. <laughs> Everything needs a big head mode. <laughs> Damn. I'm kind of curious, too. This is definitely XBLA. Um, 
I wonder if this is going to shift the landscape of the max limits of download size. Because as far as I know, technically it still can only be two gigs in a yeah, game. We'll see. I mean, I mean, two gigs is a lot. You can yeah. if you know your engine and know how to optimize it for you know what you're playing it on. It's possible, but I'm curious. Like because Crisis obviously went to games on demand because yeah. um, it was huge. Right. Um, this has got to be bordering up against that limit. And I don't think it's like a, a hard rule. I think it's literally a technical limit as to what works through XBLA. Right. I mean, we'll see. And I, I don't anticipate it being a huge problem. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, at, in terms of, you know, the, the technical possibilities, I think that this is a big game for Microsoft. Um, this is a big game for Xbox Live Arcade, and they're not going to take it lightly. So if there's some change that needs to happen within their architecture to make sure that as many people as possible can download this game, I think they'll find a way yeah. to to make that work, um, and also you know everyone these days no no one is still rocking the the twenty gigabyte hard drive and if you are you, <laughs> I was till like a month ago dead <laughs> oh serious gosh, really Jesus. dead serious wow <laughs> wow well if you are you really shouldn't be do yeah. do what you can it to helps get a new upgrade hard drive. not only to install your games so they run a little smoother but yeah yeah peace of mind. And yeah, and for <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean the the precedent even of size isn't uh, we can't just go by crisis. I mean, there's full retail yeah. games yeah, on yeah. games on demand. I mean, you can you know, speaking of Bulletstorm, you can buy that. You can buy uh, Gears. La Noire came out today. Yeah, that's so, a three disc game, yeah. right? So I, I think that all those lines are being blurred and yeah. will continue to be blurred. And I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I mean we've talked about this before. But in 2012, 2013, we don't see a, you know, a near complete move to uh, digital delivery. I do still think that there's always probably going to be a time and a place for the physical copy because people mm-hmm. just like that stuff. So, but, yeah. um, I, I just like that stuff. I think it's brave. Um, I, I think that they're taking a risk. You know, There's a lot of people who, for whatever reason, in this day and age, they still don't hook up their 360s to the internet. Um, but It's true. Uh, you know, and so yeah. they're they're cutting those people out of that, um, you know, th- that opportunity to download the game. Uh, that said, they obviously have the confidence enough to to know that the people that are obviously hooked in, um, they'll be able to be marketed to and see the trailers and blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and then it'll be right there. I'm I'm sure Alan Wake will be marketed very well <laughs> on the Xbox Live dashboard. Yeah, so. definitely. Um, but I mean, I think it's smart. It's just it's the way it's going. So absolutely, yeah. And I mean, it's, you know, I, I spoke with the Remedy guys um, a couple weeks ago, and uh, I, you know, I obviously asked them, like, why XBLA? That seems strange that you guys would, you know, I mean, this isn't Alan Wake 2, but it's a pretty big game for the franchise, you know, being the second title. <clears throat> so I asked them why they decided to go with Xbox Live Arcade as a distribution system, and it was kind of a matter of... They just wanted to test the waters. They wanted to see if they could. They wanted yeah. to see, you know, kind of kind of test it for themselves. So I guess we'll see. I mean, if the game's a huge runaway success, then I think this could be the start of something. We might see a lot of games adapting this model, a lot of franchises. And maybe a lot of, you know, not not saying that Alan Wake is necessarily one of these, but like a the the real kind of middleware games, the middle of the of the road, they're not they're not, you know, triple A franchise blockbusters with, you know, multi million dollar budgets behind hmm. them. And they're not, you know, the really small budgeted titles. You know, I mean it, it seems like that's where the market is. It's really hard to find, 
you know, those, those, you know, second tier titles. It's always like, you know, the, the great big franchise games or the, the really small ones that tend to do well, like the 99 cents Angry Birds games and that <laughs> kind of thing. Like those, those are tip, those two models are basically what typically what's working these days. So it'll be interesting to see how, you know, games on demand or XBLA even now with, with, uh, with Alan Wake could be, you know, a, a big source of income for these titles that frankly don't have the kind of backing that the other ones do. So yeah, time will tell. Time will tell. <laughs> we will find out soon. So speaking of downloading <clears throat> content on uh, Xbox Live, yes. we had some news today for uh, Gears of War three and their yeah. upcoming DLC. Correct? That's right. The Phoenix Rising pack. It's a new map pack um, with the return of Escalation, which was a big map from uh, um, Gears of War one. Yeah, a lot of people loved it. And uh, also another big standout for me was Depth, which uh, takes you back to Azura. Which is one of my favorite maps from the Horde Command pack. I thought that was a really a cool map. map. And it's just a cool like setting from the yeah. campaign too, that whole area. So it's Absolutely. good to have more of that. And then what they added too is like the, the Gears version of Prestige. Where once you hit level yeah. one hundred, you can uh re up. Re up yep. and start over again, but you get new weapon skins and like medals that says you've done it. Mm-hmm. Um I think it said you can do it three times. So yes. it's basically level up to three hundred and you'll have <laughs> these pretty badass skins to show for it. There's like exactly. a golden lightning one if you do the three hundred I was reading. Mm-hmm. It's a cool addition. Yeah. I'm a long way from hundred awesome. still, but it makes you feel like you have something to work for. Definitely. That's what's important. To have keep on trucking. goals and games to win new skinned weapons. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we get up in the morning. We need we need folks. A, a another chocolate weapon skin. Yeah, chocolate it needs to be like a chocolate bar this time. It's what like I a, dream a about. Skin chocolate lancers. Chocolate lancers. Mm. Tasty. <laughs> Sounds amazing. But yeah, um, that drops January seventeenth. It's uh, part of the season pass. Yeah. You can if you have a season pass, you will get it automatically. Yeah. Um, if you don't, it's uh, eight hundred Microsoft points. I think so. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, more maps, more skins. Keep an eye on that, guys. <laughs> Boom! It's gonna be rad. So uh, yeah, that does it for. Um, actually, one thing, real quick. Did you guys see that one. Batman trailer? The movie? Yeah. Yes. What'd you think? Uh, I don't know. I'm. I'm. I, I was. Everyone around me hyped up the first two movies so much. I yeah. saw them after everyone else had seen them. Sort oh, of. really? And I really enjoyed them. They're great. But, like, this trailer, it's good, but they're trying to do that thing that Gears of War has done a lot by putting, like, a real, like, mellow song against these really violent events in the background. I don't know if that song was mellow, man. It was kind of crazy. That's like, true. with the, the scream chanting going on, like, that was, that was nuts. I mean the opening, anyways. Oh, well, it was okay. the national anthem. Yeah. Oh yeah, the national anthem opened it up, but then it like kind of got That's after true. after uh, Catwoman talks. Spoiler alert! There's like a <gasps> trailer spoilers. It does like a, a little <laughs> chant thing. That's all. I don't know. Are you, are you blown away? Is that what you're getting at? I don't know. Like I don't know. What I, to I think, wouldn't say basically. I'm blown away. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. There's a lot of things that I picked out as being super awesome about about that trailer. Like yeah. I love Bane. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I would, but I really Tom Hardy is freaking awesome in that trailer as Bane. Um, and there's a lot of like weird little things that I picked up. Like there's a, there's a camo version of the, of the, of the tumbler. Yeah. 
from Batman Begins, which is weird to me because like this takes place eight years later. So why is there still the Tumblr floating around? But it's a camo version, so it's probably not Batman's. Yeah. Why isn't it black if it's not Batman's? <laughs> Questions. Plus he's, plus he's chasing him in that like hovering Batwing looking thing. Yeah. So man, there's there's a lot of things going on with that, and they blew up Heinz Field and. Which wasn't really Heinz Field. Well, in terms of the movie, it's not Heinz Field. Yeah. It's uh, the Gotham Stadium. For the Gotham sports team. Yeah. The uh, Go local team. The Gotham... Oh, man. What were they called? Uh, sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It'll, it'll come to me. All right, guys. I'm curious to see more. I'll put it at yeah. that. Oh, I'm, I'm way excited to see more. I'm <laughs> going to be standing in line for that movie. Also, the, really the Hobbit trailer. Hobbit trailer. Do you guys yeah. care about the Hobbit at all? Yeah. What yeah. that made me remember was, and what I didn't like about The Hobbit more than the other Lord of the Rings books, there's so mm-hmm. much singing in The Hobbit. So many songs. <laughs> yeah. And from that trailer, it looks like they're going to throw them all in the movie. Is The Greatest yeah, Adventure in there? Well, there's two movies. Yeah, exactly. That, there's, that's why there's, there's so many songs they had to movies. split yeah. it into two movies. <laughs> if it was just narrative, it'd be one movie. What was uh, Frodo of the Nine Fingers in The Ring of Doom? Is that from Return of the King, the original animated one? Don't you remember that song? The song? Yeah. Well, if it's <laughs> Nine Fingers, yeah, he's... Yeah, it's got to be Return of the King. Yeah. But The Greatest Adventure, that's from uh, The Hobbit. From the original <laughs> cartoon version of The Hobbit. Yeah. Which just, is the definitive. I mean, they have a lot to live up to, that original cartoon. I mean, I must have watched that like, yeah. at least 50 times <clears throat> when I was a kid. Yeah. I think this trailer was all about, like, introduction. Like, who, you know, who, who looks you people, like what? Who's coming back? Yeah. Who's new? All that stuff. I mean, we didn't see any cool, awesome battles or anything. We saw, you know, a little teaser of Gollum at the end. and Exactly. You know what it reminded me of? Huh. That the original Lord of the Rings came out 12 years ago. Good Lord. How is that even possible? Did it really? 12? Yeah. I think Peter so. Death movie? I think you might be right, actually. Lord of, well, think about it, because, like, Elijah Wood, I just wow. saw he turned 30, and did, wasn't he, like, 18 when he got cast as Oh, Frodo? God. I don't know. I mean, if it wasn't 12, <laughs> it was right around there. But, guys, that, I mean, yeah. what happened? It was so goddamn old. How did that... <laughs> How did that much time go by? Well, if you watch like all the extended editions of those movies, that's like it three to four be. years yeah. right there. <laughs> that's so about, time passes yeah. quickly, you know? Those are terrible, by the way. <laughs> the extended versions? Oh, there's just what? such a time sink. Oh, oh well, yeah. No, but it's a little gratuitous. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, did you say to little girls? No, I said, but they're awesome. Oh, okay. Wait, to little girls? I said it's gratuitous. Maybe <gasps> oh, you mixed this up. Yeah. <laughs> I think I mixed Let's Awesome. Little girls. Weird. It's not little girls? little girls. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm not hating on Lord of the Rings, but it just... Just I, wait till we see Smog. That's get, what I'm looking forward yeah, to. Oh, yeah. I know. Smog's going to be fucking the, badass. I think it was smart for them to take as much time off between the original trilogy and doing something new because I think yeah. we all had Hobbit fatigue. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's why I just have a little mm-hmm. bit of a sour taste in my mouth um, regarding the extended cuts because I, I do remember being stoked about them. I got the first one and I watched yeah. it back to back. And then I got the second one when it came out because they were sort of timed releases. Right. And, uh, you know, I had the great idea of having my friend (laughs) come over and let's watch the first extended cut (laughs) and then let's watch the second, you know, the two towers extended cut. And we literally got done with the Fellowship extended cut and we're like, we are not watching two towers. (laughs) (laughs) That just took four hours or whatever it was. Too much. Too much. much. 12 years. Too much Hobbits. Too, too many hobbitses. Yes. All right, guys. Well, that does it for our standard talk. Let's move on to some email. Email! There you go. Wait, you know what might be coming out next year that I keep forgetting about? What? Far Cry 3. Far Cry 3. 
right. Just saying. There, yeah, there you go. Is it? Uh, wait, I, what? Far Cry Three is coming on next yeah, year? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. They I, announced I it at E3. Yeah, they did. They had a. They had it's a pretty, been quiet ever since. They haven't said a goddamn thing. No, about no they haven't. I mean, that's the oh, case man. for a bunch of games. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Sorry, I just remembered that <laughs> when good. I was trying to think of what's coming out next year. Good Give you a good one. I, that's what I mean. They haven't said a word about it since E3. Two is okay. I. Got lost way too much into like it was just so <laughs> um, big. Don't give me don't, so much freedom. Don't get me started on that. Yeah, I mean, Ugh. and and then if you got ambushed or you decided like while you're bored and driving to like attack a convoy and you die, oh, it was yeah. It was <laughs> I, a, see, it was I didn't have story. to worry about attacking convoys because if they saw me from like three clicks away <laughs> they would chase me down there'd be like a goddamn truck with like 40 guys pouring out of it yeah. like screaming and shooting at me and then the malaria it's like what the hell yeah, the malaria you died of malaria damn malaria <laughs> you died of dysentery it's the mombasa trail um but the same thing was um uh true as far as uh games that we heard about from e3 and then haven't heard from since like uh with uh brother brothers in arms, arms. yeah i was thinking of that one too it's four so is I haven't that, heard much yeah. from that. We haven't heard much from Tomb Raider as oh, well. Yeah. That's true. It, it came the out new... with a bang. I mean, they had the, the big, uh, that big Game Informer cover. Well, yeah, and then at E3, mm-hmm. they, they yeah. opened one of the keynotes, if I recall. I think it was Microsoft, where they had, you know... The whole it, section, yeah. Yeah, and it was very uncharted. <clears throat> it where, is very uncharted. You know, like she's kind of crouching, and you don't, you're not sure if you're playing or you're watching or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, but yeah, so there's, a, I mean, there's a bunch of games that even like the devil's third, mm-hmm. uh, there's just a lot of games that mm-hmm. were announced and that's very typical, the Star Trek game. And we haven't heard anything from it, you know, lots of these titles, yeah. um, since E3. So that, that'll be fun. You know, over the course of the next couple months, we'll start to see, uh, the gears, uh, of PR and marketing start to yeah. click back in and we'll be getting the emails. Hey, come see my game. Hey, remember me? Hey guys. <laughs> that's pretty cool at E3, right? Come check me out. My name's Topher. I'm friends with the guys now. Wait, I got it. Gotham City Rogues. That's the name of the football team. (laughs) Whoa. That's the name of the team. Man, you just ruined it. I was going to suggest that we use that as a meta achievement, but that's okay. Name the football team. Yeah, that's okay. Keep going. (laughs) It could be the meta achievement anyway. All right. (laughs) What's a better name? What's a better name? Email. Email. Andrew from San Diego is wondering what some games that his four-year-old son, who was born on Christmas, well, happy birthday coming up, would enjoy on his Xbox 360. Uh, Would he enjoy Sesame Street Once Upon a Monster, or would Batman be a better fit? (laughs) Don't buy him Batman. Oh, Andrew, you silly man. Not because Batman doesn't rock, because it's an amazing (laughs) game. Um, It's kind of way over a four-year-old's head, I think. It's I mean, probably a similar to experience. A similar experience to Bruce Wayne had seeing his <clears throat> parents killed would be like giving your four year old Batman. Yeah. Same trauma. Where yeah. to begin? Yeah, Andrew, I would definitely say skip Batman for the little one. Pick it up for yourself. Um, I have three kids. I have a nine year old, a seven year old, and a three year old. Um, for that age, I would definitely recommend. Uh, I mean, Once Upon a Monster uh, is definitely a fun game. Once Upon a Monster is awesome. If you're talking about great adventures, for if you're talking about Connect games, uh, Gunstringer is good too. Yeah, yeah. Disneyland, um, but uh, or Disneyland. Free but hugs. If you want to get into actual <laughs> sort of um, gameplay type games, I would recommend either Rayman Origins or any of the Lego games. I would start with just oh, the yeah. first Lego Star Wars. Yeah, I, I solid used to, games. I used to play that with my son when he was he was probably a little older. It's more like around five, but mm-hmm. still, I mean, same same sort of thing. Uh, if your boy can hold a controller and you know can just do basic sort of 
uh, button tapping, then he'll be fine. And the Lego games are so much fun. So how, how about a compromise? How about Lego Batman? I you was know what, that. Steven? <laughs> I will say this: the Lego Batman games. <laughs> I are, love Lego Batman. They're a little bit more confusing. So as long really? as you're cool with, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's a little bit more um, advanced puzzle solving. And hmm. when I say that, I say that very loosely. But for a four-year-old, um, it might be a little bit more of a challenge. And I would probably say start with Star Wars, but work up towards uh, Batman. Okay. Um, but you're right. That is a fantastic compromise. I love it. Happy birthday to your son in a few days. Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday. Good, good question, Andrew. Tell him Tell him the locksmith say happy birthday. Yeah. And he'll be, I'm four. I don't know what that means. Tell him that. That, <laughs> that we, means nothing to me. Oh, him. no. They're on the podcast I listen to. Once again, I'm four years old. <laughs> podcast. I, four, I don't know what you're talking about. Tell him he said happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, not this Peter, but what? other Peter. I actually mailed in. I had a question <clears throat> you for did? you guys. No. Well, then we're going to answer it. I'm not going to take this away from other Peter. <laughs> Hello, guys. While thinking about the next Xbox, I started thinking about the probable need for more storage space, disc wise. Um, do you think that they will move to Blu-ray, they being Microsoft, for ec- the extra capacity, or find another way around Sony's? Or licensing Sony's media? I think the answer we've all been kind of touching on and talking about here and there is that I I think we all expect a shift to cloud gaming. Yeah. Um, Like, OnLive has proven that it works, even if it's not for everybody and the complete libraries aren't there. But, like, Mm -hmm. we all saw that on iPad the other week, and it looks fantastic. It's amazing what you can do with that. Oh, yeah. Um, So I don't know if it's even going to be an issue of dealing with a new format. I mean, there's got to be something. The new games have have to be bigger, we're assuming, right? Yeah. Like, just to deal with bigger tech. But I, I think it's definitely going to be a move to coming from the cloud. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to definitely see a lot of that. A lot of uh, digital distribution and uh, use on hard drives. Um, and just what you can store on your own system. And whether or not that includes, like, some sort of, you know, cache that you have on your hard drive for streaming stuff mm-hmm. that you're, you know, playing in the on-live method, you know, for better performance. Um, but in terms of Blu-ray, no, I... Definitely do not see Microsoft doing that. They, uh, you know, they, you remember like a, a few years ago, back when HD DVD was kind of tanking, and they everyone was wondering if Microsoft was going to go with some form of Blu-ray disc drive to play Blu-ray movies, and that turned out to be just a big flash in the pan. So I I don't see Blu-ray being in Microsoft's future. Now, for the record, Stephen Hopper still has an HDD, uh, <laughs> HD DVD. Uh, HD DVD hooked up. It's hooked up. That's uh, even better. In his entertainment center at his house. So if he wants to watch King Kong on HD DVD, he can, which is here's, really here's scary. What. That has been getting used lately because my girlfriend and I, I am finally getting her into Battlestar Galactica. And I have season one on HD DVD. So it's not <laughs> scary. But but I, that's happening. I would say uh, that Microsoft would sooner, uh, you know, like I don't even know what they would do. Fill in the cliche <laughs> over my dead body type of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, you know, part of it I think too is going to be based on when the actual consoles come out. If it's any time within the next year or two, I would say one hundred percent no. If we were actually to get into three, four, five years farther away from the original launch of the Blu-ray and the PS3, and if Blu-ray actually becomes the dedicated um, media delivery medium for actual physical media Mm -hmm. um, and we stop seeing you know dvds and it just becomes blu-rays then i could see it actually happening but right now i think the wound's still a little too fresh for microsoft's pride 
Yeah. And, you know, even even if they don't use DVDs, which they, they, they might still or they might not. Or bas- basically, L.A. Noire's 2 is coming on six discs. <laughs> but, I mean, well, there, it, I think the twice bigger... Twice as many faces. <laughs> I think the bigger question here to ask is when will DVDs be phased out? Because DVDs are essentially becoming what CDs used to be like. Yeah. I mean, if you remember, like, all games used to be delivered on CD-ROMs. And right. so now we have DVDs, which have <clears> higher <throat> capacity, but Blu-rays burn those, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um but the the big question is when will Blu-ray become the proprietary sort of uh, disc media for everything? I don't think it ever will. No? I mean, you you look at what they're doing with a lot of Blu-ray movies. It's like they're hedging their bets because almost every single Blu-ray that comes out these days has digital copy or ultraviolet yep. copy or, or whatever edition alongside it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, they're they're really trying to you know hit the the digital market at the same time, and I just don't see a lot of uh i mean i love blu-ray and i'd like to see blu-ray succeed i have a shitload of blu-rays um <laughs> even more blu-rays than i have hd dvds mr lynch oh um <laughs> look i i don't think it's bad that somebody had hd dvds but it's funny that you still have them and that you have the players <laughs> hooked still up. hooked that's up. the best part so of all. i can because i have you've uh, been waiting for her to get fine. into Battlestar Steven. galactica Steven, for not, five years i'm not hating i'm, I'm just making an observation that i think uh, amazing so it still works and it was probably one of the better 50 bucks that i ever spent in my life was and and listeners it's sitting right next to his eight track player <laughs> oh so. my god i wish i had one of those that'd be amazing right that'd be rock that'd did, be you, awesome. did you guys actually ever have eight track players no oh so i never we, did we had one the great the greatest thing about eight track players is when it switched tracks which there were there were four um that you would switch between um the volume would go down. So it'd be in the middle of a song and at our house, it would be like electrical light orchestra or captain and Tennille or some stupid <clears> thing. Cause I I'm old, but um, <laughs> the music would be like, you know, that's the way you listen to music back then. It's awesome. Anyways, should they should have figured out a way to work that into the songs. I don't know. That's how I remember some songs. Wow. wow. Why is it not fading That's out? That's crazy. This <laughs> iTunes version is stupid. Listen on the radio. Man, on? Got it messed up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, hopefully that uh, answers your question. Peter. Other Peter. Other Peter. Not this Peter. Peter, too. It answered my silent question, too, which was very similar to this one. Great. Good to know. Um, Andrew. Other Andrew. Not previous Andrew. Man, there's a lot of doubling up. Uh, would like to know who would win in a fight, Batman or Ezio Auditore? First, without weapons and gadgets, and then with them. Batman and Batman. Batman and there Batman. Was a, yeah, there's there's no a scene way. or a part in um, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. <clears throat> I think there was an achievement for it, where you go into the Mercenaries Guild and you get into like fist fight boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ezio just gets his ass handed to him. Like If you don't know exactly what you're doing. But like look at Batman. He can take on... like. A dozen thugs at He's once. He's in peak physical condition. Exactly. Well, and let's He's trained in myriad yeah. martial arts. And let's he not, doesn't need gadgets to beat living snot out of Ezio Auditore. Yeah, and let's not forget at the beginning of Arkham City, <clears throat> he displays his prowess uh, uh, sans gadgets and without yeah. his cape and without his outfit. And in fact, he's bound um, and he still manages still to kicking some serious ass. destroy yeah. inmates with bats. Yes. So take Kick that, ass. Ezio. Yeah, and even <laughs> with weapons, you throw that hidden blade into the mix. Like, but Batman has the suits, you know, it's going to deflect He'll some break of that. that hidden blade. Exactly. Then where are you? Yeah. yeah where duh. are you then, Auditore? Plus, Batman's American. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and Batman, Touché, you're not going to sneak up on Batman because he's got just the same stealth that Ezio does, really, yeah. when it comes down to it. Now, you what sneak about- up on Batman, that's just him being really good at sneaking up on you. Yeah, exactly. Now, what he didn't consider, now I still think Batman would win, um, but what about if uh, Ezio called in some assassins and he had, like, you know, a mob hit? Batman would run a train. Yeah. Same thing, yeah. It's like too. when the Joker points and sends a bunch of goons out. Same thing. Yeah. He'll beat down. He'll tear it up. Yeah. I agree. I'm just saying. I was just, uh, just no, good option. in the blank here, <laughs> exactly. Andrew, all right? It's Batman. Yeah. It's freaking Batman. <laughs> and he would also like to know if there's any more news on Prey 2 and what are our feelings on the game. Another game that kind of went silent. Yep. Yeah. So the last we saw Prey 2 was the... Um, first E3 demo, and yeah. um, we had that here in office about two months ago. Um, and we've been talking with Bethesda, and we have some stuff in the works that we can't talk about right now, but we're going to be showing the game um, sometime here soon. Yeah. Uh, but it's still in development by Human Head, and um, mm-hmm. I, there's no release date right now. Um, but that's another perfect example exactly. of a huge game that uh, could come 2012. Do you think could so? come in 2013. I mean, Is goodness. It a 2012 game? Uh, you know, I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, if I were placing my bet on Human Head, then I would say, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. If I was placing my bet on the track record of the Prey franchise, then I'd <laughs> say it's anybody's guess. But in 2015, um, Human Head obviously ob- weren't involved with the development of Prey um, yeah. until the the latter part, where they actually, f- you know, finished the game. Right. Um, right. So 3D Realms is not involved in any way with Prey Two. So mm-hmm. I would say the chances are better for it to be finished and finished soon. My money's on later. November 2012. You think so? Yeah. Man. I, I think just it's think, well, yeah. I think we're going to get another big November of games. Oh, well, I think, I'm sure that we're going to yeah, get that regardless absolutely. of whether or not Prey comes. But I mean, by. the ones we're talking about that we're unsure about, I think they're all going to get dropped in our laps. I think Human Head is going to be on track to release the game, but I just don't see it being a fall game. I think this is the kind of game that will be slotted for Q1 2013. I could also see it being a summer game. I mean, didn't yeah, the original be Prey summer. come out in August? Uh, not August, uh, I think. But it wasn't... I don't remember. It, wasn't, it was like June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was definitely it was summer. a summer game. You're right. Yeah. Um, but I will say from what we've seen, uh, both at the trade shows and then here in the office, it it's a dramatic, <clears throat> shockingly crisp looking game it's I true mean, yeah. it, it looks great looks fantastic i was great. not expecting what we saw great use of lens flare jj abrams would be proud <laughs> it, it it's a really good looking game so that said awesome. we, we haven't really seen much more than um uh what we've reported on already so we're looking forward to seeing more definitely and jack has a question he has a little over twenty six thousand gamer score is this good also, is there a way to translate gamer score to PSN trophies just to see what I would be on my PlayStation 3? Thanks. Well, 26,000, I don't think that's shabby. I, I think, think that's, that's a pretty good score. Yeah, I mean... It's a real solid score. Yeah, that's res- respectable. I mean, there Goodness. are a lot of people with, like, you know, d- crazy astronomical scores. 600,000 like, plus. Yeah. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> I forget his name, but... Just that one guy. He writes Stallion in 83. Yeah, Stallion 83. Yeah. <laughs> He's the, he's the one. I mean, where where are you at, Pete? You're I'm at like, about like thirty five. Yeah, almost. At, I'm about to hit thirty five. You're thirty five. I, I think I just got to thirty three. Yeah, I mean, we're close. Yeah, it's. I, I think twenty six is is. I think solid. if you're like a casual gamer, you're not going to break ten thousand very quickly. Right. So I mean, you're obviously on your way. I'm sure maybe you've a hundred percent in your first game, maybe two games. Mm. I don't know. I've only done it to three or four. So <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. And in terms of your other question, uh, this one's a little more difficult. Yeah. Um, 
doing some digging on the internet, I found a website called trophycalculator.com, which translates your trophies into gamer score. But I haven't been able to find anything that works the other way around, converting gamer score to PSN trophies. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the problem with it is on the back end, Sony um, assigns a number value to each one of their trophies, but it's fixed. So, like, for instance, a bronze trophy is 5 points, a silver is 10, gold 30, and platinum 60. Mm-hmm. Now, you could try and do some sort of matchup with that uh, with achievements, but the problem is is achievements are so random. and. Yeah. Uh, just sort of mishmash, and there's yeah. ach- there's tons of achievements for ten. There's tons of achievements for twenty five, for fifty. But then, I mean, you've got achievements for a hundred, a hundred and fifty, right? Um, and and more. So it's wait. Ha- have you guys ever gotten a trophy for zero, or not a trophy, an, an, achievement? an achievement for oh, yeah. zero? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I like, think that there's a um, a one point. I mean, there's lots of one point achievements. But I remember, yeah. I think the first one that I found was in Cloning Clyde. And I just remember thinking, what the hell did you just do to my gamer score? You ruined it. And for the longest time, I was carrying around odd numbers in my gamer score. And I just, I was like, this is unacceptable. I think DJ Hero yeah. 2 did the same thing with like a three point achievement. Oh, man. And I remember yeah. right before what Super Meat that? Boy came out, the Team Meat guys were tweeting, like, what do you guys want us to do with achievements? You want us to mess it all up? Like, screw it up, like a seven point and a two point and like all this no. stuff that was totally uneven. It's terrible. Pretty amazing. Yeah. They I, didn't I, in the end. I, I got mine. Um, uh, back into even numbers, though. Rock Band has a four-point achievement. There you go. I remember yeah. when I, I passed just over 33,000. I had 33,334. One that? off the perfect number. It's so weird. But even to get that perfect number, it would have had been a screwy achievement to get there. Yeah. yeah. We, should but, do, yeah. we should do a story on uh, top five achievements to um, fix your gamer score with. <laughs> there you go. Like, if you've got odd numbers... <laughs> that's, a gr- that's a great idea, actually. Oh, man, that'll, that'll take some research. Um, you just have to find the one, two, three, and four-point achievements. That's right. Hilarious. <laughs> but for developers that make uh, achievements for one point or... Th- I mean, okay, ha-ha, there's, there's achievements that are zero points, but one point, that just messes everything up. Yeah. Nobody... That sucks. Nobody likes jerks, and obviously yeah. developers that do that are big babies, and they need to, like, really look at themselves in the mirror and say, why am I messing people's gamer scores? Are up? they on notice? They are so on. Oh my gosh. Can they get lynched? I think Whoa. that they should just get lynched. All right. exactly. Let's just say it, right? Awesome. Um, I'm sorry. It's been two weeks. I forgot about <laughs> Developers. Odd awesome. number achievements suck. All right, guys. Um, that does it for our emails. Um, Email. Let's move on to some rapid fire MBKs. Okay. All right. We got to hammer these out. We're running a little long, so let's... Bam! Heather would like to know, Forza F1 2011 or Gran Turismo 5? Mary Boff, kill go. Mary Forza Boff, Gran Turismo, kill F1. I'm going to marry Forza Boff F1 and kill Gran Turismo. Just I, to kill Gran Turismo. I hate Gran Turismo <laughs> so much. Oh, uh, but I hate F1 even more, so I'm yeah, going to marry Gran Turismo, I'm going to Boff Forza, oh. and I'm going to kill F1. Gran Turismo? Because Gran Turismo is always there and it's faithful. Forza is so pretty. I'm gonna boff it. Gran Turismo is a piece of shit. Yeah, but you leave a piece of shit on the sidewalk. It's always gonna be there. But it's not (laughs) F1, right? Yeah. You know what? I agree with you. This is this is. But that's the nature of MBKs. Exactly. We're just put in positions. You got to make tough choices. All right, Steven. So I get it. I get it. it. Make the hard choice. Here's another hard choice for you. Andrew would like to know, Locust from Gears of War, Darkspawn from Dragon Age, or Husks from Mass Effect? Mary Buff, kill go. 
Mary Husks. Uh, <laughs> boff the Locust, because that queen looks pretty human, you know? Mm. Uh, kill the Darkspawn, because they're just <laughs> evil. There you go. Yeah, I would um, I would say the exact same thing. Definitely kill the Darkspawn, because anything related to Dragon Age should die. <laughs> it's the die. I would uh, marry the Darkspawn, because, you know... They're they're always going to be there around there, and uh, you get that blood in you. You're a you're a gray warden. It's true. I don't even know what that means. You don't. <laughs> you don't, and That's it's a gray your warden. Loss. And I don't care. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that you'd be dragonborn. Dragon? Well, that's no. not even on here. I know, but that was, that was, <laughs> that was a joke. All right. Maybe I would have voted for Darkspawn, but then I took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Go. Know oh. that. Uh, Boff husks because they used to be human. Actually, I don't know if that makes it worse. It might. If they used to be human at one point, so I'd boff them. All right. Never mind. Um, and kill Locust, because who doesn't love killing Locust? Curb stomping those sons of bitches? It's great. All it's right. Good stuff. I'll take it. Okay. Ross has two breakfast-related MBKs. Oh, man, don't make oh me God. choose. Pancakes, waffles, French toast, Mary boff, kill, go. I'm going to marry pancakes, boff French toast, <clears throat> kill waffles. Oh, oh my what? God. I'm going to marry waffles because I love waffles. Duh. I love pancakes. Boff French toast. It's good on. Oh. It's good at times. And kill pancakes. I've never been a pancake guy. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would say that. Dupar's down in Los Angeles makes a fucking mean pancake. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to marry waffles. I'm going to boff French toast because it's so buttery. And pancakes are just... Everybody makes Depends pancakes. where you get them. Run of the mill. Depends. Another Dead. one for you guys. <laughs> Another breakfast related one for you guys. I actually can't weigh on this one because I, I don't eat pork. But uh, bacon, sausage, ham, slash Canadian bacon, Mary Boff, Kilgo. Oh, man. Uh, Mary Bacon, Boff, sausage, uh, kill ham. Kill Canadian bacon. Same. Same? Yep. Yeah. Well, and you, come on, dude. You, you've eaten bacon before. It's all not right, like fine. You... I would marry sausage because it's all right. It's kind of <laughs> gross. <laughs> uh, whatever. Pork, pork, or pork. <laughs> Um, <laughs> boff, boff ham and kill bacon. What? Oh my god! You're even just, even even even, even when I did, that just goes to show you a very low experience with pork products. <laughs> I guess so. Lame. All right, Ben would like to know original Laura Cloth. Cloft? Original Laura Croft. My my apologies. Uh, Angelina Jolie, Laura Croft, or reboot Laura Croft. Mary Boff Kilgo. Um, let's marry the reboot. Boff Angelina Jolie. <laughs> kill the original. Oh, God, no. I would marry the reboot because she seems sort of down to earth. Definitely boff the original. I mean, dude, the... Never mind. Or you can say that. Yeah, I know yeah. what you're going to say. And then Angelina <laughs> Jolie is so obnoxious. Like, uh, just let's kill her off. But that... Okay. No. I would marry reboot Laura Croft for the same reasons that you said. She's yeah. kind of down to earth. She looks... Yeah. She knows how to patch up a wound. She's, she's got to take good, care of herself. She's got good birthing hips. Boff Angelina Jolie, Laura oh, Croft, because... No. Of the three Laura Crofts on this list, yeah. she's the only human one. <laughs> but is she? Uh, for, oh. for this purpose, yeah. <laughs> uh, and kill original Laura Croft. Those triangle boobs is just... That's frightening. I think, I think the word you're looking for is amazing. <laughs> oh, it's scary, though. All right, Will has probably my favorite MBK of all time. Saved by the Bell MBK. Lisa Marie Turtle. Jesse Spinazzo. And Kelly Kapowski. Mary Boff, kill go. Um, I guess we're going to marry Kelly Kapowski, <clears throat> Boff, Jessica Myrtle Spano, and kill the turtle. Because I can't think of who that is. <laughs> it's Lisa. <laughs> it's Lisa Turtle. 
Yeah, we'll we'll marry Kapowski, even though she's got tremendous sex appeal in the show. But uh, we're definitely going to boff Jesse because of her turn in Showgirls. <laughs> and then, but that that scene was so weird. The in pool the pool. Scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but let's just kill it's anything awkward. that's related to turtles. So, oh, oh, I see where <clears throat> two down the line's going. Then I'm going to marry Turtle because she needs some love too. She's cute too, man. Come on. Yeah. Uh, boff Kelly Kapowski for obvious re- reasons. It's mm-hmm. Kelly Kapowski. And kill Jesse. I mean, man. Brutal. I don't know. I just never, I, I just never got scene. into her. The, the pool scene, yeah. <laughs> but I, I just never got into her on the show. Like, she's too whiny. and She was a little unsavory. She's mean to Slater, like, all the time. They right. had this, like, will they, won't they thing. And but that was part of the show. I guess. All right, keep going. Okay, G.I. Joe, Alpine, Barbecue, Bazooka, Mary Boff, Kill Go. Jesus. Uh, let's marry Barbecue because of just how literal that is. Uh, Boff, Bazooka, <laughs> and Kill Alpine. Um, <laughs> these are like, I think these are the second generation G.I. Joe guys, so I don't know them quite as well. Barbecue's the flamethrower guy, right? Uh, barbecue had the helmet on. The helmet? There were so yeah, many guys with helmets. Okay, like he wore a face mask helmet. Like a he looked snake like Darth eyes Vader. helmet, but like. Kind of. But red? Uh, it was like, with original Joes. Dark uh, gray. All right, I'll say black. I'll marry barbecue. Um, I don't really want to boff any of these dudes, so <laughs> I'll just um, say I'll be bazooka. Yes, I'll, that's I'll sweet give porn bazooka stash. a high porn five, stash. and then um, <laughs> we'll kill off Alpine because he's just a snow job impersonator. Ooh, snap! Uh, I'm gonna marry barbecue, um, boff bazooka, and kill Alpine. All right, yeah, and I think that's what Casey just said. Yep. All right. DeAndre would like to know Blastoise? Blastoy? Blastoise. Blastoise. These are Pokemon. <laughs> I know they're. I, I know they're Pokemon. Come on. Pokemon. Venusaur and Charizard. 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 Fuck. Charizard. Mary Buff Kilgo. Let's marry Blastoise. So they, on the heftier size, knows how to make a meal, probably. <clears throat> knows how to eat a meal. Mm. For sure. Uh, Buff Charizard. Be hot. And kill Venusaur. Oh, man. Because wow. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Venusaur's the, the thing with the big flower on its back. So I would say marry Venusaur because okay. he can just bring his own flowers. Um, definitely boff Charizard, super hot lizard action. And then kill off Blastoise because he's oh, wow. he's no Bulbasaur. Ooh, snap. Oh. I'm going to agree with Casey. Damn. Sink it did. Now, if Squirtle was on this list, it would be completely <laughs> different. But let's keep going. Whoa. Changes everything. Oh, that's Blake would like to know Bulletstorm, Homefront, or Resistance 3? Oh, Mary Boff, kill go. Uh, it's Mary Resistance 3. <clears throat> Boff, Bulletstorm, kill Homefront. Hmm. Same. I'm going to uh, Mary Bulletstorm, Boff, Homefront, and kill Resistance 3. What? That, that series is just pissed me off for the last time says the guy who didn't play resistance 3 i know i like i like what i played resistance i played one and two all the way to the finish and by the time i was done with each one i was effing done let me say it again says the guy who didn't play (laughs) resistance 3 whatever it's dead to me that's that it's dead to me that whole series is dead to me all right that does it for our that does it for our mbks and our questions and answer period if you have any more questions or mbks or you just want to shoot the shit uh, go ahead and send us a message at unlocked at IGN.com. Remember to keep your suggestions slash emails slash questions short and sweet so you we know? can get to them on the air. It's been good lately. You guys have done well out there. That's yeah. Short questions. Get you guys are point. rocking it. Woo. You guys are doing awesome. Uh, conversely, you can hit us up on Twitter at unlocked at P. Eichmann's at Lynchtacular <clears throat> at IGN and myself at Stephen underscore Hopper. Our Joe Danger winner who got the code for Joe Danger oh, yes. was Chris Chafin. Who uh, won with a score of over fifty-eight million? 
in that first yeah, that's, level. Good work, Chris. 58 million. 58 yeah. million in that Steve level. Steve and I are what, like 13 and 14 million, yeah, something like we're, that? Yeah, we're, we're way So basically, behind. Chris, you've got a target on your back. Yeah, the, the challenge is on. It's on. We're going to do that. You guys are never going to get that. You guys suck. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> We're awesome. Guys, let's That's die. a great score. Congratulations. And our meta achievement for the holiday break, since we're going to take a week off. Yeah. All right. Um, tell us one? the name of the football team. In- <laughs> Just kidding. Now, how about, how about we do something that's related to best of 2011? Yeah. What's your game of the year? Yeah. Tell us your game of the year. Your and why? favorite game of the year. And, and why. why. Yes. For and- 20 points? Sure. Yeah, 20 works. That's a uh, silver trophy in PlayStation Speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no, it's not. That's a uh, that's a gold, is it? Oh, no. That's two silvers. There you go. Oh, there we go. That makes sense. <laughs> silver and gold. All right, gold. guys. So the challenge is on. Uh, thank you, Locksmiths, for joining me on this podcast. Thank you, listeners, for listening to this podcast. And since we're not going to see you until after our break. Oh, man. Happy holidays. And you all be safe out there and have a great holidays and uh, have fun with your families. And we love you all very much. We do. Bleep, bloop, bloop. Send me an angel, send me an angel, right now, right now. Do you remember that, what what was that movie, Date with an Angel? Uh, Date Rape with an Angel? What? That's a whole other movie. No, that's terrible. Um, But no, you remember the movie Date with an Angel, it was... Like an eighties movie. Far away from the wow. You're in you're in angel mode. Do you, do you carol during the holidays? No. Do you take the kids out? He and just, just sings about angels nonstop. Breaks out the Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> That's exactly what I do. People are singing like deck the halls and he's just sitting there screaming, Send me an angel. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.